Hey everyone, thanks again for coming back to another episode of Built By. This week, we have Kevin McKenzie, who is the co-founder slash co-owner of Built Right Digital, a digital marketing firm specifically for the home improvement industry. Kevin, thanks so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Excited to be here. Awesome, man. So I want to dive in. You have a really interesting background, actually. Um, you don't think of many digital marketers as uh, firemen or EMT in their beginnings. So um, I'd love to hear your journey from from there, your start, and, and how you got to the point you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I like to say that my, my kind of background uh, uh, into the industry, uh, it's a long story. That's usually how I preface it. And there's no great way to shorten it down. There's just a lot of like, uh, I've worked in a lot of different industries, uh, took kind of a circuitous route uh, into the home improvement space and into digital marketing in particular. Uh, so best to just start from the beginning. Uh, so when I was in high school, uh, I just didn't think I was gonna go to college. Uh, it just didn't look like it was in the cards financially. Uh, my mom got really sick when I was young and that, that put a lot of strain on our, our family finances. Uh, luckily, though, my high school had a great vocational program, uh, so I was able to get my uh, EMTB certification, um, and my plan was to be uh, a firefighter. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a volunteer firefighter uh, back then, a volunteer fireman in EMT, um, so I was just getting ready to transition into that after high school. Um, uh, that, that was what I was, uh, that's what my trajectory looked like. Uh, my mom actually recommended, she saw a, there was like a um, uh, notice for a scholarship uh, that would pay full tuition to uh, any public school in Illinois. Um, I figured it was going to be super duper competitive, so I wasn't, wasn't going to apply, but my mom, my mom insisted. She said, you know, you have to do this. It's now or your time. What do you, what do you have to lose, right? Uh, so I did on a, on a lark, more or less. Uh, but I'm betting because they didn't have a whole lot of folks uh, who were coming from the, uh, the trades programs applying uh, for that scholarship. Uh, my application just didn't look like the rest. Uh, bearing in mind, I wasn't I wasn't a stellar student. I was like a, a C plus student. Just wasn't that serious about school at the time. Uh, but I ended up getting that scholarship. Uh, so it was like just kind of like a sea change, uh, like a watershed moment um, where just the trajectory of what I was going to do really changed. Uh, so I went to uh, Illinois State University, grade school, um, to be a teacher. Uh, my plan was to uh, teach. Uh, I ultimately ended up teaching some classes at Illinois State University uh, at, the, uh, at the college level there, uh, where I taught statistics coursework. Um, I made my way into the home improvement industry. Uh, so all through college, uh, I was working, you know, every job under the sun. The scholarship paid tuition, but that was it. It was up to you to, like, you know, buy food or, you know, pay rent, the things you need to survive. Uh, so I did everything under the sun uh, when I was at Illinois State. Uh, I worked as a handyman, which is a great uh, introduction uh, into this industry. Um, and kind of like the, the common threads between, uh, you know, being a fireman, um, uh, the handyman and restaurant work I did while I was uh, while I was in school, and then ultimately making my way into the home improvement industry. I think there is honor and honesty in like a hard day's work. I think physical labor, you know, keeps you honest. Uh, I do habitat for humanity to this day with kind of uh, in addition to helping people. It's just like you know a constant uh, you know humbling experience. Hard to get you know too big of an ego when you're two stories off the ground and working on a ladder. 
Um, <laughs> let's keep you honest. Uh, so that's my tie into the home improvement industry. And the reason uh, my business partner, Tony, and I uh, ended up founding Built Right Digital is just we love this space. Uh, uh, we work with uh, great companies nationwide uh, and helping folks uh, get their digital presence exactly right. Um, that's a pleasure. I, I look forward to Monday mornings. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, it's interesting diving into, you know, with that, with that background of, you know, helping people and, and really being involved um, and then jumping into digital marketing. And when a lot of home improvement companies, I think, think of digital marketing, um, they think of dishonesty. I mean, let's yeah. get to the core of it. There are so many, uh, you could say, sharks out there, uh, right. out there that, are, right. that are, you know, um, taking advantage of the situation. Maybe they're not, you know, doing Maybe. well. And it creates this vicious cycle of, yeah. you know, a lot of negative incentives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're not going to, I'm, I'm sure when you talk to customers, you get the whole, well, I don't trust you. I think you mentioned the other I, day, that was an actual situation where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, you my very first meeting with, with someone who's ultimately our client, we have a, we have a great and successful relationship. Mm-hmm. But in the first meeting, they were totally forthwith. They just said, Hey, that all sounds great. Like kind of at the at the tail end of us explaining what we do, uh, they said, "Hey, that sounds great." It was actually their sales manager. Love everything you just said, uh, but <laughs> I don't trust you. Uh, right, so right. that that was something. It kind of stung me at the time because I I like to think of myself as, you know, I'm I'm trying to be a stand up person. I, I like to think I I rise to that uh, that level of honesty in my day to day life. Uh, so it kind of stung me, you know, like, oh, that that hurts. Um, but at the same time, I totally understand where she was coming from. Uh, we had a, we had a client who maybe a week after we brought them on board, uh, they got an email out of the blue just saying, Hey, your Google analytics count, uh, Google analytics is like uh, one of the backend tools you use. Uh, it's vital for your success, uh, in the digital space. If you want to measure what you're doing, you need that account. They got an email saying that their Google analytics count was scheduled for deletion. So they forwarded that over to me. I was like, hey, was this you guys? I was like, no, absolutely not. So hit the button like, hey, unschedule that. What happened? So I go and I look in their, uh, you know, they, they keep pretty, you know, robust change logs. You can see whoever did anything. It was their old digital marketing agency just went in. I don't know if it was incompetence where they just didn't know hitting the delete button on their side deletes it for everyone or just kind of like a vicious, like, ah, you want to leave our service. Like, Forget you. We're going to break your stuff. Uh but in either case, that that immediately just set off an alarm bell in my head, where it's like, man, these are these are my peers in the industry. Of course, folks don't trust you when you act like that. So I don't I don't hold it against anyone. We don't expect you to trust us uh, until we deliver your results. We want to make it like um, uh, it should be a no brainer. It should be obvious. If folks ask you like, hey, take a leap of faith, like I'm actually very cautious around folks too. Um, who rely on you uh, without showing you evidence to trust them. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the big things, um, and you kind of mentioned this when you said it could have been incompetence, is that the home improvement industry is so behind the curve that digital marketing, they're, they're, people are taking advantage of the fact that, you know, people are, aren't, aren't as in tune with what's happening in the right. world with marketing. So I think because of that and with the industry, so behind the curve, um, you know, a lot of people aren't keeping up their online presence. And then someone says, right. Hey, I can do that for you for 30 bucks or something along those lines. Right. With no experience whatsoever. So 
what are some of the ramifications for these owners and, and yeah. companies that aren't, you know, they aren't thinking about their digital presence. They aren't thinking about their online presence. What are some of the ramifications of that that you've seen? Right. And bearing in mind, you can get incredibly far in the home improvement space uh, without touching digital at all. Uh, and I think that's how folks get to that point. You know, hey, we've been in business 20 years. Uh, our referral game is incredibly strong. Uh, we have a really great canvassing team. Uh, so we've just never needed to touch digital. And, you know, we're a five million dollar company today. I got there without digital. Therefore, I don't need it. Um, the biggest, uh, the biggest ramification there is that's an opportunity cost. Uh, so you don't, you know, there are ways to, um, you know, take a bite of the apple without ever touching digital, uh, but you're missing out. Uh, the opportunity cost is just dollars you are not making um, by not organizing your digital uh, presence in uh, a really strategic um, and intelligent way. So that's probably the biggest ramification. And bear in mind, we onboard folks from really all, all sides of the spectrum. Um, some folks have uh, no website. They're that exact guy where it's, uh, you know, hey, we, we uh, did paper advertisements for years. Uh, it's been dwindling in effectiveness. Uh, so that's why we reach out to a digital company like Built Right Digital. Um, but it's worked for us up till this point. Uh, so we just don't have a website yet. Um, then you have folks who are doing their website, but kind of like, you know, phone and <laughs> Uh, the minimum effort website doesn't look great on a smartphone. Uh, just by the by, more than half of your customers are going to find you on their smartphone. So if your website doesn't look great on a smartphone, it just doesn't look great. Um, and then, you know, it goes all the way to folks who uh, either are like 90% of the way there. They have a great looking website. They just feel like, hey, we can take this to the next level uh, with the right uh, digital marketing partner. Uh, or folks who are uh, spending tons on their website and just not getting the return on it. Uh, that's something we actually see a lot where on the face of it, the website looks great. Uh, it's a top flight uh, production and it doesn't generate anything. That's brutal. Uh, if, if that's you, give us a, give us a call because uh, we do see that. Um, it's just a question of like in your business, you want to be familiar enough with digital you don't want to learn to do this yourself. You don't have the hours in the day. In fact, your hours in the day are better spent on you know, operations, on internal sales conversations, on all the things that you've got into the home improvement industry to do. That's what you should be doing with your day. You want to know enough about digital marketing to keep your chosen supplier honest. You want to know that uh, the growth they're reporting is actual. Uh, you want to uh, be able to uh, essentially uh, identify if they're doing those like kind of uh, greasy things that the, the industry has that nasty reputation for doing, you'll be able to recognize those on site. That should be the level of digital proficiency you're shooting for. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's interesting because when people think of digital marketing, they probably just think of oh, Google ads or Facebook yeah. ads. And it's, it's, it reaches into almost every process of the home improvement company. So the sales process and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking the other day and you brought up a really interesting point. We were talking about some of the most overlooked um, things that you see home improvement companies um, doing. So um, no matter where they are, whether they're, you know, the, the smaller startup, whether they're, yeah. they're there, they have the website that doesn't get checked, or if they're, you know, investing heavily here, um, you know, they're, they're bound to make a mistake. 
And I, you mentioned it was on the automation side of things. Could you yeah, that a bit? I'd love to hear you know your take on that and, and kind of get your, your thoughts there. This is like the, the easiest win most home improvement companies can make today. Uh, you don't have to spend a dime on it if you don't want to. There's uh, software that can make it easier and um, help you generate uh, more sales. Like, uh, like think of it like a conversion optimization technology. Um, but I'm really passionate about marketing automation. Uh, essentially, if you're gonna generate, let's, let's just pull numbers out of our ear. If you're gonna generate 100 leads, shepherding those leads from sort of their first contact, whether that's your website or whether it's a print ad, wherever they find you, you want to take away any barriers you can from the first contact, website, print ad, whatever, uh, through to uh, the finishing stages of your sales funnel. So through a signed contract and a delivered project. Um, optimization there uh, at the, the most basic level is super easy. And this is just like a huge stumbling block uh, for the home improvement industry because it's a lot of si like systems uh, that have to work together but no one person owns the overall system except the business owner, right? Uh, so imagine um, someone lands on your website. Like, how are you going to make sure if you have 100 website visitors, you get the most like um, sales inquiries out of that, folks calling you, folks requesting a quote um, for the services you provide. Um, it's really easy. It just requires you to, I, I should, it, it's easy for me. I'm a technologist. Uh, this is one of the bread and butter things I do from the day to day. Uh, but you should be checking in on this as a home improvement professional yourself. Uh, again, you want to keep keep your vendors honest. If you know what to look for, you know what to tell them to do. Uh, so in case they're not bringing strategies to the table super reliably, you can bring the strategies. So kind of think about it. 100 visitors hit your website. How do you make sure they're calling you? going to sound like a stupid optimization, but make sure your phone number is really visible anywhere on your website. So the phone number should follow you around. It should be brightly colored. It should be clickable. So if you're on a smartphone, you don't want to rely on someone like dialing in your number. Just make it so that you can click the number and easy optimizations like that. Um, adding quote forms in a similar way. So if someone would rather communicate with you via email, make that super easy. If someone would rather communicate with you through text, uh, Hatch is a great tool for that. Um, just having it follow you around on the website, it's like a, a button you can click. It's two clicks to get a text conversation going. That's brilliant. Uh, if you're not taking those steps already to get as many of the folks coming to your website into your sales funnel as possible, those are easy wins. That's then, awesome. Once someone is in your sales funnel, and again, this is this is it's an easy dropping off point because whose responsibility is the phone system. There are so many optimizations you can make to just your phone call experience uh, that, uh, so for instance, as uh, we call it QA, it's quality assurance. Make sure your website works uh, and to make sure your ads are tagging correctly in your CRM. Uh, we have technology that says, hey, this person came from a Google, um, Google ad or this person came from a Facebook ad or they found you on the web so it's an organic website lead. All that's tagged automatically in our backend software. Uh, to make sure that works, I actually call your business. Um, and I tag myself as one of those lead types just to make sure everything works. I can't tell you how often I sit on hold for 30, 60, you know, two minutes waiting to hear a human voice on the other side. Imagine how your customer perceives that. Folks have all sorts of goofy stuff in their phone system 
you know, think of the robotic greeting. It's like, hi, this is Acme Remodelers, and we're really excited to serve you with roofing, siding, we do doors, we do gutter guards. And when you do that sort of introduction, you're just putting a barrier between the customer and what they want, which is to talk to your sales staff and book an appointment. So the more you can optimize that process, the better. The easiest way to do it is literally, uh, we call this in the software industry, it's eating your dog food. Use your product. Uh, give your own phone number a call. See what happens. Do you get a human voice? Like is your inbound sales team? Like are they really on the ball today? You can detect all that stuff literally just by calling in. Call at weird times, call on lunch, call at the end of the day when people are starting to slow down. Just, you know, stress test your systems. And if you do find it's like, wow, I just waited, you know, your, your cell phone will tell you. It takes like, hey, how long is this phone call lasted? A minute and 20 seconds before I hear my front desk's voice? That's a problem. You can optimize all those things. You're much more likely to book the appointment if it's 10 seconds from when they dial the number to when they're speaking with your front desk that is a much better outcome and much more likely to result in a sale than if they leave you a voicemail after two minutes of the phone ringing. More than likely, they're not going to do that. They're going to hang up after 30 seconds. Make sure you get as many sales as you can by making it a seamless purchasing funnel. That's awesome. That's, awesome. that's uh, you know, that sales process is really interesting. And, you know, yeah. getting, getting back to the marketing side of it and actually yeah. dr- driving those leads there. So, mm-hmm. When somebody mentions Google ads, it's, it's, I'm sure, you know, a lot of home improvement owners probably start sweating and (laughs) (laughs) there's, it's a whole way to lose money on Google ads. Yeah. It's a whole world in of itself. And you're actually drinking from a a Google coffee mug there. So (laughs) I would definitely, (laughs) I would trust your judgment there, but you know, they they had us out to Mountain View uh, a little while back. So we, we are. Uh, we're a Google agency partner, so they uh, they train us how to uh, uh, arrange the ads in a you know win win way for the the home service industry. Awesome, man. Um, so I would trust your judgment on this. I really want to know: Are Google ads work? Do they work in the home improvement industry? Yeah, I uh, got off the phone um, not an hour ago, uh, reviewing the initial thirty days results for a new Google ads campaign we launched. Um, and this is, uh, again, it's a lot of systems that have to work together for your digital marketing uh, to function at the bottom line. So ultimately, how do you tell any marketing works? Uh, it's your cost of marketing. So if I spend $10 and I get $100 back in revenue, then I have a 10% cost of marketing. Uh, and that's kind of, um, it's a longstanding um, bottom line metric that the home improvement industry uses. Is, is this marketing good? then it costs, you know, cost of marketing is 10% or less. Uh, So just had this conversation with, um, it's actually a one day bath installer. So they install bathtub liners. Um, Just had a conversation with them where they break down in their CRM. You know, this is something you should be reviewing for all of your marketing sources month over month. Um, And to do this, you need to have really good lead source tracking in your CRM. Uh, So there are, you know, there are condition zeros here. There, there's, Step zero is you can track where are these phone numbers coming from or where are these inbound phone calls coming from? That's uh, step zero to getting your marketing right. Step one then is at the end of the month, uh, look at how much you spent and look how much revenue you've generated from it. Uh, There are intermediate steps like, you know, you can look at cost per appointment, you can look at cost per sale. 
But ultimately, that 10% or below benchmark, that's the simplest way to say, does this work? Uh, that 30-day example, they're at an 8% cost of marketing. Uh, so if you're doing Google Ads right, they 100% work. Um, that's the reason all the majors in the industry use them. Uh, if they didn't work, they wouldn't be widely used. Uh, unlike some other lead sources, the uh, talent of the person you have running them is important. It's not Home Advisor where you just turn it on. Uh, well, Home Advisor, that's, that's a bad example. Uh, it's not like uh, other lead sources that just deliver you a fixed uh, cost per lead. Uh, you set up the program or you hire someone to set up the program for you. How well that program is set up, that matters. Gotcha. Um, have, have you seen, so digging into the stats, of, um, let's say you're, you're getting leads from your Google ads if you're running some. Um, what are some like benchmarks that you've seen? Maybe in terms of, you know, um, visitors to, that should be converting to leads um, or yeah, absolutely. even just where the web form should be. Yeah, yeah. So um, kind of two key metrics I'm going to be looking at, uh, and bearing in mind, I'm the ads expert uh, at Built Right Digital. Uh, so this is very much my home turf. Um, Google Ads certified. Uh, again, they have us out for in-person trainings in Mountain View. Um, we, we run uh, something like more than a million dollars a year uh, through Google Ads across our, um, you know, our our book of business, you know, home improvement companies we help uh, with their advertisements. Um, so in terms of what I'm looking for on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure that we're delivering really great results um, for our client base, uh, ultimately it all boils down to that uh, cost of marketing, but that's a lagging indicator. It's hard to say, hey, this week, what's my cost of marketing? Because, you know, you, you have appointments that have a disposition yet, uh, appointments that are set for next week. It's just, it's tough to use that as a really granular indicator. Once a month, you should absolutely be looking at that figure. Um, but to run Google ads, it's tricky. Uh, the systems don't necessarily speak with each other really well. Um, and running the reports does take, you know, it takes a fixed amount of time, right? So you don't want to overdo that. Uh, you know, there's opportunity costs of spending a ton of time looking at numbers. What you're going to want to look at, and again, this is an integration question, you need to set up your technology right so that you can see these statistics. Uh, think of that again, it's step zero to having success. You need to be able to track conversions accurately uh, on your website. Once you can do that, uh, cost per conversion is your bottom line metric for Google Ads, uh, really any ad uh, program you're running. Um, so long as the cost of marketing makes sense, you then start optimizing against that cost per conversion number and bringing it as low as you can. Um, if everything is working well, bringing down the cost per conversion number, that brings down your cost per uh, or your marketing cost percentage. Uh, so in terms of what works there, um, you have lots of options in the home improvement industry. Uh, click to call ads are fantastic. You can literally just say, okay, let's cut out the middleman. You don't have to hit my website to become a customer of mine. I'm just going to put a clickable button in the ad that says, hey, click here to call me. A lot of folks, um, you know, if you dig into your analytics statistics, a lot of folks, their pathway through your website is click on ad, look at the website for about 10 to 20 seconds, and hit the call button. Fantastic. I love that person. I'm going to design my website so that person has a super easy adventure through my branded website. Some folks are gonna dig in and they're gonna wanna see photos, they're gonna wanna see videos, but if I can wick the folks off the top just with a number in my advertisement, 
absolutely, that person's a practically free lead. You might see $20 or $30 cost per leads when you just put the phone number in front of them directly in the ad. That's amazing. You've you've mentioned conversion optimization a couple of times, yeah. and I want to make sure we circle back because yeah. that sounds like the fanciest science word ever. But yeah. it's, it's really it's really simple to understand. So, my lab code, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, conversion optimization is yeah. making sure your website is you know as easy it is for them to give give you their information, basically. Exactly. Cool. So conversion optimization, um, I know you you mentioned that click to call ad. Are there any yeah. other things that you see? I mean, I've heard that even the color of the oh, yeah. button is is uh, they they oh. do you know A B test comparisons there. Yeah, we run tons of A B tests, so that that is very much something we're actively looking at. Um, so in terms of like the easiest wins on the table for your average home improvement company, uh, it's just like what I was talking about earlier, like. You want to make it as self-evident to the customer. So select an action. Like, what do you want the website visitor to do? Make that action the obvious thing on your website. Make it explode off the page. Uh, so don't put a lot of distracting stuff on the page other than your call to action. That means the clickable phone number, it should be vibrantly colored. It should be the only thing of that color on the page. Uh, this, this is gonna sound dumb, but it should be a positive color. What do you think of when you see the color red? Stop signs, right? Like, don't red, bad, or no. Make your phone number green, uh, orange, something positive. Like, you see folks with the big stop sign looking like, get a quote now, and it's like, you're subtly communicating with them, do not do this. Like, don't, no, like, wrong way. Like, no, you wanna make it as positive and as friendly as possible. It's little things like that that tweak up, like, uh, bear in mind, like, um, this is something that, uh, as a home improvement company, you have, like, one company's pool of data. Even a very large company, that's just not that much data. Um, from my seat, I actually, uh, I'm really lucky because I get to see, you know, hundreds of companies of data. Uh, so we're able to, like, uh, have findings and um, gather insights from that deeper pool um, beyond, like, what you might have access to. Uh, in your personal experience, uh, as a home improvement marketer, you can absolutely lean on your vendors for that sort of thing. You know, if I have 100 companies just like you, like, what can I know that, like, you don't quite have the insight to get into? Just ask. We're happy to share that stuff. Um, here at BuiltRight, we don't represent folks who compete with one another, so it doesn't have that kind of, um, you know, conflict of interest sort of thing. Um, and we can then, you know, a finding for one company or a finding that we see across 25 different companies, you then benefit from that, um, you know, just a way to amplify um, your data uh, for that conversion optimization piece. It's all just to bring you more uh, sales inquiries, more leads um, at a lower price. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're running up against time, but um, one of my favorite questions that I love to ask and I just started asking it last week. Yeah. I love it. Is I think everyone in the industry they have a great story, and there's always you know a point in their career that they messed up or they had oh, a sure. mission. Yeah. And they're being honest with you, they are. <laughs> I'd love to hear that point in your career when you yeah. it kind of created a, a positive force for you, and it's, it was a kind of a, a realization, wake up, driving factor type thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So what's a good one? Not saying I have a huge bank of screw-ups to pull from, but I do. Um, let's see. Yeah, I can manage oh. I can imagine managing millions of dollars a year. <laughs> there might be, you know, a few hiccups in the in early on. Right, but. right. <laughs> so probably, uh, probably the most pithy experience I can think of that'll really like uh, help your listeners, or your your home improvement company owner, or your in-house marketer at a home improvement company. Um, I burned out. I burned out really hard in uh, one of my salary positions. I, I won't go. Um, but essentially I overworked myself in part, you know, you know, leadership expected you to put in 60 hour weeks or whatever. That ultimately that's not their problem. It's my problem because it's my life. You know, if I burn out and can't function, that's necessarily my problem. Uh, so that helped me learn a lot of things, uh, about myself and how that plugs into my professional life. Uh, you know, knowing where your limits are, um, is a vital step in you know your career learning process so if you feel yourself approaching that stress point where it's like man i'm just really struggling here talk to folks about that like no one in business leadership if you're working at the right place is going to hear you say like hey boss like i'm working 60 hours a week and I, i've worked every weekend for the last like six weekends no one's going to hear you say that and be like oh that's a good thing and we're going to continue doing that if they're a decent uh, business owner, they're going to hear that and alarm bells are going to start going off in their head. That's where burnout comes from. So if you find yourself going down that track, bring it up. Like, don't don't just try to like, like you, you can shoulder that load for like, you know, how long can you go without sleep? How long you can shoulder that load is really up to you. Uh, but don't. Uh, there's no reason to. Uh, you need to right size your workload. That was an important like, uh, like learning and uh, growing lesson. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's there's my screw up. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Eight weeks uh, straight without stopping. I dude, it it it's it happens in marketing. It's so easy. Right? You get right. up checking Google ad number, like messages, exactly. your emails, Slack. It can definitely happen. So yeah, that's good. Unplugging is important. For sure, for sure. So Kevin, again, thanks so much for joining, man. I want to give you. If if, um, if the listeners want to hear a little bit more about Bill Ride, they want to learn more about you. And um, I think you mentioned Tony Morelli is your, your yeah, yeah. co-owner. Um, yeah. where, where could they find you at? Oh, absolutely. We're at um, BuiltRightDigital.com. Uh, we work with uh, a lot of the best companies uh, in the home improvement space. Um, for uh, CRMs, we partner with uh, Lead Perfection. Uh, they just put uh, a lot of investment into their platform. So if you haven't looked at Lead Perfection uh, recently, I'd highly recommend go out there and check it out. Um, ditto for uh, if you're looking for new products to carry. Um, we work with uh, Gutter Cap and Turtle Shell Metal Roofing. Um, they carry fantastic products. We're their digital marketing partners. We offer you know, uh, specialized services to folks who carry those products. If you are looking at either gutter protection or uh, metal roofing, which if you don't already carry it, definitely carry it. It's a fantastic high ticket item. So add that to your product mix. Uh, and then absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sharing interesting stuff all the time. Uh, again, it's Kevin McKenzie. Happy to spark a conversation with uh, with any of your listeners who, uh, who I might be able to help. That's awesome, Kevin. And just as a side note, that's how we connected actually. I saw something you yeah, yeah. and I was like, I gotta have this guy on the podcast. And <laughs> right? 
I was right. There's so much good information in here for not even just, you know, marketers. I mean, if you're a home improvement company owner, these right. are the things you need to know when vetting so you can start to trust digital marketers yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So, awesome, man. Thanks again for, for sharing. And yeah. Um, yeah, until next time, have a great week. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Matt.